0: Today's episode is featuring birth photographer Eva Rose. Her passion and idealistic views are so inspiring. I'm Engvild Kolnes, and you're listening to Sustainable Photography. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, where you get support and education to build your profitable business in a way that supports your way of living. I'm Engvild Kolnes, and after 11 years as a photographer, I want to share what I've learned with you. So if you're looking for confidence, inspiration, and to-the-point tips, keep listening. For full transparency, I also want you to know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I might mention some of those in this episode. Eva Rose has been a birth photographer since 1998. She's also a doula, and she uses her social media platforms to share things about birthing rights. She made a documentary series called The Birth Photographer in 2016, and published the book Birth in 2017. She also started Birth Around the World in 2020. Hi Eva, welcome so much to the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, this is going to be so interesting. Um, So you're a birth photographer, but I want to know more about you and your background, like how you started and how you ended up as both a doula and a birth photographer. Yes. Uh,
1: So it started very early because I was three years old when I got my first camera from my grandfather. So I'm a third generation photographer. And uh, so I've been living around uh, photographers all my life. So uh, it was, it was easy to decide what I was going to be. My grandfather said to me uh, as an early age, like, you are going to be a photographer. So uh, I hadn't a choice, <laughs> but now I'm so happy for that. I was just walking around in the studio, following him at work, was in the dark room seeing all the magic happening there and uh, I was able to learn photography on the old school way and uh, from that there and I decided to become a photographer so uh, I moved to Oslo a big city in Norway uh, from the west coast to become a photographer and um, from there on I one of my first customers was actually a magazine called Pregnancy. And in this magazine, they wanted to have birth. But they tried to ask all kinds of photographers in this magazine, but everyone said no to this kind of work. And I was only 18 years old, so I don't think they wanted to ask me. So I was like last in line and uh, I had got a meeting. I remember it so well because I was thinking, oh, I probably did something wrong or my picture's not good enough or something because like the big boss invited me to her office. But in the office, she's she looked at me like very serious and she asked me, Eva, I was wondering if you wanted to take pictures of birth for us. And for me, it was like, I was so happy. (laughs) My reaction, I don't think she would never anticipated that at all. I was like, it was my birthday, New Year's Eve and everything at once. And she didn't know how to react. And she said, wow, I didn't know that this was something you wanted. And then I had to say to her that, When I was seven years old, I saw my baby sister being born in my parents' bed at home. And since that age, I was so fascinated by birth. I thought it was the most incredible experience. Because that birth, my mom's third baby, so she decided to have at home, was a very peaceful, lovely birth. She was almost smiling the second she had to push the baby out. And for us kids, me and my brother, he was five and I was seven. We were just sitting in bed watching this and it was just incredible. So when she asked me, this uh, editor, if I wanted to take pictures for this magazine and of birth, I was saying yes straight away. So ever since that, since 1998, I've been photographing birth.
0: Wow, that's amazing. It was kind of meant to be in a way. It was meant to be.
1: (laughs) It it is. And uh, the doula work was kind of getting there a little by little because I was just standing there with my camera in the birthing room and taking pictures and of course uh, birthings can be busy, people can coming in and out and it's not always the midwives there present all the time. So slowly by slowly I was uh, coming closer and closer to the birthing women because standing there watching someone have pain and not do anything was horrible. (laughs) I wanted to engage, I wanted to help, but I didn't know what to do. So I just followed my intuition and started touching and saying the right words and comforting and supporting. And I thought that was such a wonderful thing to do, to be able to help someone in that kind of setting. when you are so afraid and it's hurting and it's given everything and suddenly there is a person that can come and comfort you. I would love that as well. So I was just starting doing that and um, for like seven years ago, I heard about doula for the first time. I never heard about the word doula ever. And I had been a doula for almost uh, 15 years already without knowing what a doula was. When I learned more about a doula, I started taking courses and engaging more and more because this kind of work suddenly became my life. And I never imagined that because I was taking pictures of everything. The wedding photographer. I My dream was to take pictures of rock concerts around the world. <laughs> rock. <laughs> that was so funny. That uh, I had an article I read uh, recently that I wrote that I wanted to become a rock photographer. <laughs> so that didn't happen. But it became uh, birth instead and uh, I think that's meant to be and uh, my passion for this job goes beyond everything. It's the best job in the world and it's the hardest job in the world. I have to say that as well because uh, you as a photographer, you know exactly where to go and how long you're going to work and for me, I never know. I have no idea. Uh, so I always start um, following the couple from around the week 38. Uh, then I'm on duty, having my phone on 24-7, always being close by, always having my camera with me. And uh, from week 38 to week 42, I'm on standby. And most of the babies come after the due date as well. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Because then it must be hard to do multiple ones or schedule mul- multiple ones in the same time frame. Yeah, mm. it's difficult because you never know what if it happens the same
1: time. So this actually happened uh, about four years ago, I think, four or five years ago. I had planned a wedding and um, birth at once. And I said to uh, uh, my um, birthing woman at that time that there is one date in August uh, that I have a wedding. So please, you cannot, I have no backup, I have nothing. And of course, that day she gave birth. I was standing in the ceremony at the wedding when I got the text message that I'm on the way to the hospital now. And this was a a woman I knew a little bit before. And uh, the thing is, now she can't even look at my pictures. She said that every time my pictures come on her Instagram, she started crying because she is so sad that she didn't have these pictures. Even though she knew that that day I couldn't come, I still feel like it's my fault that she doesn't have those pictures. So from that day, I decided I will never do that again. So uh, I decided to stop taking weddings. And that's so stupid because I had so much more money <laughs> being a wedding photographer. I knew exactly where, when and where to work. And um, I knew how much I was going to get. And it was so much easier. But uh, after that experience, I was just, no, I had to decide. This is not possible to do both. But of course, there was one month in 2018, I had six births in one month, and that was a lot, (laughs) but it was strange, it just, it managed, it's never been crashing, a a birth and a birth, that's, uh, the universe has been good to me. (laughs) So uh, I'm trying to not have too many births a month, but um, it's kind of difficult to say no as well, because... If it was up to me, I would be attending birth every day. That's so
0: nice. Uh, We briefly talked about this before we started recording, that sustainability can look like many things. Uh, There's no right or wrong. And I'm curious to know how it looks like to you in your line of work as a birth photographer.
1: The most important thing for me is that I'm happy with what I do. And since this has become much more than just a job, it's become my life. It's so important for me to enjoy what I do it because then I can work for so many hours. I can work so hard because it's in my passion.
0: Yeah. Uh, So um, I think I have to answer that. Yeah. Passion is key. Yes. Yeah. Where do you think it comes from? Like you're you're driving for us because you, as you say, you kind of live and breathe this stuff. You care not only about birth photography, but about birth rights and, and raising awareness and all those things. Yes, I do. Because the thing
1: is, uh, I've been walking around in this uh, birthing room for 24 years now. And uh, I've seen so much. And I've seen how important a birth experience is. And I see how traumatizing a bad birth experience can be. And not just for the mom, but for the whole family, for the kid and for the the partner and everyone involved. So uh, the more I attended birth, the more I saw that... This, there's some, so much strange things going on here, and it's so much things we don't know about. But I was there with my camera, taking pictures of everything, so it was so easy to to show what's going on. And uh, in 2018, I got permission from Instagram to share all kind of pictures, because uh, I've been thrown out of Instagram and Facebook for many years. <laughs> I tried to cover up the nipples, and but you know, birth. Women are naked and they're <laughs> giving birth, and there is skin, and there is things Instagram find offending. But uh, after a long fight, a group called uh, Stop Censoring Motherhood from the States, and me and everyone involved who was birth photographer, was working very hard for this. And suddenly, we got this true. They said that yes, we think that birth photography is um is knowledge. You can teach people. So. The thing is, after that, it was my uh, Instagram exploded. Because from that moment, I could suddenly post the crowning pictures the second the baby come out. Pictures that never had been seen before. Because if you work with it, of course you've seen it. But there's not many who've seen childbirth. And uh, so it started exploding on the internet. Uh, Everyone wanted my pictures and I was just giving away from free. (laughs) I've been doing that for 20 years. I've been giving away my birth pictures for people who want to educate others, because I think it's been such an important thing for me to to be able to uh, share this kind of knowledge that so few people know about. So um, I started uh, sharing all these pictures and I made a book called Birth and I made a documentary called The Birth Photographer. And I just wanted to show people more what Birth actually looks like because it's always been uh, said that birth is the worst experience a woman can go through and it's more pain that we can handle and it's just awful and but that's not what I see mm. I really want to show what I see at work and I see the empowerment I see that women can go beyond their own expectation of what they think they can do and ah uh... I just love my work so much and I love the strong, the power we have. It's, it's never stop amaze me how strong we actually are and be able to show this to other women to give them the power to believe in themselves. Because this is a, we, we are surrounded by fear. We are a fear based society and we are afraid of everything. And uh, if we are afraid of birth and you go into birth being afraid, I can see what's happening then, it's so easy, because if you are afraid of giving birth and you're full of anxiety, the whole body just blocks up all the nice hormones the body gives you like endorphins and oxytocin and all these lovely hormones, they get ruined by anxiety. So I could see if a woman felt safe and loved and taken care of, she could have an easy birth. And uh, nobody believed me when I say that I've seen women giving birth, like orgasmic birth. They actually get orgasm during birth. People don't believe me. i even seen women just breathing out their baby. (laughs) And there the baby comes. So it's possible to have easy birth. It doesn't have to be the worst experience of your life. So... I want to show my pictures and my movies for more people to be able to educate themselves, to get the knowledge they need to find out what makes them feel safe. And uh, here in Norway, we have different kind of options. You, you can go to the hospital and have a hospital birth. You can go to a midwifery uh, unit and have a normal physiological birth. And you can have a home birth if you want to or a cesarean. I just wanted people to know that we have choices because uh, when I started this, people didn't know they had any choices. It was like, of course, we just go to the hospital and we're giving birth. Uh, So it was easy for me with my pictures to show what's going on. And from there on, I've been known with the best obstetricians and midwives all around the world who I now know very well. And... Every time there is something I'm wondering about, I can ask the best people in the whole world to get uh, tips and new education to share with my viewers and followers
0: as well. So I feel very blessed. Yeah, and I'm sure that your followers feel the same way because they get to learn so much from you. When my sister was having a baby um, two, three years ago, I like sent her straight to your profile like... You have to go learn from Eva. She's, she's the best. She's going to teach you <laughs> what you need to know. But right when the pandemic hit, you were actually going to do a cool project called Birth Around the World, which kind of came to a sudden halt. But can you say something about it anyway?
1: So it all started actually in 2014 when I had an exhibition in Norway. So I always wanted to share these kind of pictures, right? But Instagram and Facebook keep putting them down and everything. So I had a big exhibition in the city hall in Norway, in Oslo. And uh, at this place, many people came and a lot of tourists as well. And I didn't anticipate that. But it was so funny to see people coming into this exhibition. Don't know, They didn't know anything about what's inside the doors. And they came in and they see the birth pictures. And they were in shock. They were like, oh my God, what are you guys doing here in Norway? People... They're giving birth in water, and what about the baby? It can drown in the water, and they had so many funny questions and things. And I was thinking, birth is the same everywhere, or isn't it? Right? Uh, So uh, I was very curious about what's going on in the world. I'm sure that we have things that we can learn from each other, because birth has been taboo for so long. And I think that now it's time to to show everyone how birth can look like and take away all these taboos. I started searching for foundings to do this project, Birth Around the World. I wanted to make a documentary, just traveling around to different places and countries I knew had both bad things going on and good things going on that I thought that we can learn from. But I didn't manage to get any foundings. So I decided in 2019 that if I haven't got enough foundings, I would sell my home to finance this project. So i Got my boyfriend at that time to um, teach himself how to film <laughs> because uh, I was taking the pictures and I needed someone to film. We were supposed to be a big team with a lot of people traveling all around the world, but uh, it was so difficult to make this project happen because how can you make a budget when it comes to birth and you have a whole team of photographers and sound and everything and just going around waiting for birth up to a month in all these kind of places it was so difficult to to do so I asked my boyfriend Oje if he wanted to join so he said yes and he went to uh, YouTube and learned how to film (laughs) so then after a year we just packed our bags and we went and that was just incredible. Oh, my God. We we were supposed to travel for 40, uh, 52 weeks for one year. Mm. And uh, yes, as as I said, I sold my home. We didn't have anything left in Norway. I even sold my car, everything. <laughs> so we went to uh, Ethiopia and we went to England and we just arrived to Hollywood. I remember sitting underneath a Hollywood sign when we got the message that Norway is closing down and we have to go home. And there I was sitting waiting for a berth in Hollywood and it was just surreal. It was like, what? We have to go home? (laughs) So from one day to another, we were just sitting on the plane back home and we didn't have a place to stay because I sold my home. So uh, at that time, we just uh, decided to go uh, back to my parents' farm in the west coast of Norway and uh, just wait and see whenever we were ready to go out again because we wanted to continue this trip. This has been my, my baby for years <laughs> and I really wanted to do it but as everyone knows the pandemic didn't just blow away as I thought it would. <laughs> so uh, we just started building our, our van actually. I didn't even know that my boyfriend at that time uh, that he could build but he was brilliant. <laughs> so. Together, we was uh, in YouTube and just Googled how to build a van. And together, we make the beautiful van. And uh, it's almost like a small cottage <laughs> inside. Uh, and we call it the birthmobile. So uh, the birthmobile can take us wherever we want now around Europe to take birth. So last year, in November, actually, during lockdown in, in France, we went to Paris to have a birth. And that was easy, it was just sitting in the car, drive all the way down, and that was le you, you can't sit in van, so. We went down there and had the most incredible family birth in Paris, a woman giving birth at home with her family there, and so uh, this van is has been our home for the last years. But now, just recently, we actually bought a new home, just um, a month ago, so I'm here now in an old house that we're going to fix up, because... Here in Norway, it's kind of difficult to live in a van the whole year. (laughs) Because I love sleeping in the van. Still, that's the place I sleep the best, is inside the van. No matter if it's traffic everywhere or whatever, The van is just a magic place for me to sleep. So, um, yeah, we still just hang around building things and waiting for the world to become normal again. So I can start traveling. Because we want to continue this trip, but we learned a valuable thing at this uh, the planning. Because to travel for one year, all these kind of different countries, it's exhausting. (laughs) It's so many impressions. So after six weeks, we had attended two births in the UK. We had attended two births in Ethiopia. In just six weeks, I had four births, and it was we had so many impressions that it was actually kind of nice to come back home and just think about what we have been through and learning so much by just setting everything on pause. It was a little bit unlucky and a little bit luck and yeah, I don't know. For us, it's like I always just follow the flow. And this I got from OJ, my love. <laughs> he always just say, yeah, well, we just have to follow the flow. And in this kind of work as a birth photographer... There's nothing more to do. You just have to follow the flow because you never know where you're going to work. You don't know anything. So I'm trying to now just be patient. That's not my best quality, exercising it. (laughs) So, (laughs) but it's nice. Now we are back home here in the farm and we have our own home and we are building a camp actually now. Uh, This is just, I've been a photographer for, uh, uh, how many years is it? Uh, I actually don't know. I should think about this before this interview maybe <laughs> but I'll think about 30 years I've been a photographer and uh, I love I, I think I always will take pictures like my father and grandfather was photographers too but they kind of l- lost interest after 20-30 years and didn't want to keep on being a photographer but I think I will continue for many years but always being on duty always waiting for that call is exhausting so um me and my um and man OJ now found out that we wanted to start a camp. Uh, here at the farm uh, in East Fjorn, it's maybe the most beautiful place in the world. And I have been traveling so much, but this place with the tallest mountain you can imagine everywhere, it's like in a movie. And this is our home now. <laughs> it's almost surreal. And uh, like five minutes from my home, we, we are building a camp with a sauna and a um, hot tub and a um, lavo. So uh, from. Th- from this year, from the summer, we are going to start to have exhibitions. Now, not exhibitions, I'm sorry, uh, workshops. So I'm going to have different kind of workshops, how to become a birth photographer and doula. And uh, then I'm going to invite all these brilliant people I know from all around the world who has been teaching me so much about birth. So they are going to come up here and have workshops as well. So the plan is to be at camp from June to September and from the rest of the year I'm just a photographer. So I can have some couple of months during the year that I do something completely else. And I love teaching and I love, I really want more people to become birth photographers and doulas because we have a birthing system that's not working for our women and uh, we need continuity of care. Everyone say it and the World Health Organization, everyone say that this is the best way to help families is giving them continuity the same people you will meet through your pregnancy and your birth and the postpartum and everything but here in Norway we have another system that don't work like that so uh, if you want continuity of care you have to book a doula I'm the only one who can be there f- from the very beginning and to the end and afterward as well so uh, that's why I'm now very into the politics of the birth care and we are making demonstration here in Norway in a month and I'm making a new exhibition called What is Normal? I just want us to, to open our eyes and see what's going on because what's normal for you is not what's normal for me. We are all different and we have different opinions on what's normal but this is the sentence I've heard the most in 24 years in the birthing room is, is this normal? When pe- things happening during the birth, is this normal? We really want to be normal in, in a setting like that. <laughs> so I want to show that everything is normal. In birth, everything can happen. And uh, it can be awful, but it can also be incredible. And uh, even though you have plans for the perfect home birth or a birth in the hot tub with no painkillers and you end up having a C-section, you still can feel empowered Because if you know that you have done your best, you have educated yourself, then it's so much easier to feel empowered and happy about the result afterwards. Because I feel that we live in a society now that we we don't care about that anymore. We don't care about this, yes, I did it, I can actually do it. (laughs) Uh, So uh, I really want more people to care about their birth. Because for so many years, when I meet people... The most typical sentence is that I'm going to give birth at the hospital and I want to just trust that they know what's best for me. I don't want to uh, read the books. I don't want to see the pictures. I don't want to see anything because this is just horrible. I don't want. To, I don't even want to think about it. I just want to go in and hope for the best. But that's not the way to do it in birth. Preparation is key. So... um, yeah, I just want more people to be able to educate themselves before that big day because it's, it is a big day and it's a very important day and it can ruin you for years or it can make you the strongest mother of the year, right? So it's such a big deal and I get messages from women all around the world telling me that my pictures have helped them, that my text, whatever I said on Instagram and things actually made them have better birth. And imagine that. It's just having that possibility to help someone in that ca- kind of setting. And I know that they can come to me afterwards and tell me that you're the reason why I now feel empowered. That I now got the birth I wanted because I now know my rights. And I was able to advocate for myself because of all the knowledge I got from you. And when I get message like this, that's, that's everything. That's my drive. That's my driving force for everything. Because, hey, imagine having a job where you can help people like that.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Eva will, of course, be right back with some more of her inspiring thoughts on photography and birth. But I want you to remember that the Sustainable Photography Facebook group is always open. You can post any of your questions or your key takeaways from the podcast in there. You can just search for Sustainable Photography on Facebook or simply check the show notes for the link to join I think for so many photographers and business owners, it's kind of, they're scared of sharing their opinions, of like having political views and of, yeah, speaking up basically. But for you, it's, it kind of feels like it's the other way around. It feels like your social engagement is kind of fueling your photography. You kind of need one to have the other.
1: Yeah, I think so too. But it's not easy, I have to admit, because... I will. I will say that about fifty percent of midwives they love me, and fifty percent they hate me. Like really, they hate me. <laughs> and I think it's so sad. But they uh, they said it uh, straight in my face that Eva, it was so much easier. My job was so much easier before you came <laughs> into this world. Yeah, because now everyone is. Uh, They want things and they are demanding things and they know their rights. And and I was like, yes, then I did my job. (laughs) I don't want your job to become worse, of course, but I want women to be able to decide for themselves in such an important day of their life. They should have a matter a saying because nobody knows your body better than yourself, right? I've been standing in many wars (laughs) during the years with different kinds of midwives and doctors that say that it's wrong for me to show all these pictures because I can uh, scare people away as well. And uh, of course, some things I have to show, not to scare people, but to make them realize that, okay, this can happen. And if this happens, you can actually say yes or no, and you can do this or that. But um, the thing is, like, I have all these kind of projects and I've been searching for money for all these kind of projects. Every time I get, no, I don't have for 24 years i've been trying to to share all this knowledge and uh, but nobody helped me financially and that's okay because the thing is whenever i need money to, as a photographer i go and do the boring jobs like the men in suits i always say the man in suit is the one who pays my bills because the man in in the suit they have 2 minutes to take this picture and they usually the one who decides when you're finished as well, it's very funny. But I'm I'm very good at my work because I've been a photographer for such a long time. I know exactly where my camera is. I I, I have everything in my hands and I'm very social so I can go in and I can be like, yeah, maybe a little bit uh, flirty and come on, now we're going to have some cool pictures. And I just do it like two minutes and then I'm done. And, and people are like, oh, are we finished already? So everyone says that I'm very quick in my job, but I think it's because I know my job and I know what I need, uh, what I'm going to do to get the pictures I want. This, this birthing thing has never been uh, good for business, but it's been good for my heart <laughs> and my soul. So that's why I can do all these boring things as well. Many people I know don't uh, photographers; they don't want to do the boring things. But I've been doing the boring things for my whole life because there is the money (laughs) in the boring things. (laughs) And of course, I can do shoots of families and pregnancy and stuff like that that's related. Because now, I not only do I say no to uh, weddings, I I say no to big uh, fashion shoots. Before I was a fashion photographer as well. But standing there with a team of stylists and models, and suddenly I have to drop everything and just run, that's not good. <laughs> so that happened once as well. So then I said, okay, now I can't do that. So everyone thinks that I'm just a birth photographer, and I just have been a birth photographer, but it's funny. I've been photographing absolutely everything my whole life. But that made me able to do what I love the most. So I can have what, some of the cheap, this work that I don't like but
0: it gets the money in so yeah but you've done something right though because even though you do everything you're sharing your births so that means that you're you're known as the birth photographer so you can do anything you want but if you share one thing you'll be the the expert at that Mm, it's nice now because it, it is a bit
1: funny in the state now it's it's become a very big thing with birth photographers so uh, I, li- I read uh, or look at podcasts and stuff like that and uh, I can uh, hear that, oh, I've been a birth photographer for seven years or eight years. Like that's been a long time, right? <laughs> and I sit here in Norway and I'm, oh, my- I've been a photographer in a birthing room for 24 years. And people are like, what? Norway is a very strange country. <laughs> and I think that it's so fascinating that I'm able to share all these pictures as well. That we Norwegian people are so open and free. Because I could say that almost about, I have been taking pictures of 220 births now. And uh, about 150 births, I can share freely everything, from the crowning pictures to everything. And that's, I think that is amazing that people trust me that much because I have to trust me as well. Trust me and my network and my platform to share this. And, uh, but people know my work, they know what my mission is and they want to help my mission because I couldn't do this if uh, I could take all these at birth but as long as I can't show them nobody would learn from them either so
0: if it wasn't from all my cool customers that this would never happen Mm -hmm. yeah that's really nice and that all ties back to your values and why you do this in the first place so it's all you really (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) But I'm really happy to hear that you're going to start educating other photographers in birthing photography and all that. Who would you say that that's, like, who's it right for? Who can be a birth photographer? And what is it important to know? Because as you say, you have to be able to drop everything and run, basically. Yeah, because this is not for everyone. I just have to say that. I have uh,
1: some colleagues who really wanted to become birth photographers, but they had kids and that was the biggest uh, difficulty because you just have to drop everything you have you can't drop your kids right <laughs> uh, so you need a big family to be able to do this kind of work but um i think that one of the most important thing is to be sure about yourself to not have too much anxiety yourself because everything is about the energy you bring into the birthing room and if you are Full of anxiety, the birthing woman can feel that because that you have like all the hormones and everything, the nerve system and everything is so high alert. So you really have to have the the nice energy inside uh, this room. And I think that it's a lot of people who really want to become uh, birth photographers, but they have problems on dealing with all these things, the feelings that might come up during the birth, right? Will I start crying? Will I manage to see this? So you have to be kind of sure in yourself and safe in yourself to really be
0: able to be inside this birthing suite. Yeah. Yeah. That means it's definitely not for everyone. Mm.
1: So that's one of the things I'm going to teach when we come to the, the workshop. Uh, at the farm. This, uh, since we're having it in the farm, for me now, I just want to meet people. I want to hug people. I want to touch people, everything. I'm <laughs> so like the Zoom meetings and everything. And uh, you can learn so much from the internet. But for me, I need the face-to-face, the human connection. I want people to come to the farm and we're going to sleep outside and we're going to meet our fairs as well. So one of the things I think is kind of interesting is We have the sauna and a hot tub now at the camp, right? And uh, being able to breathe is the main thing in a birth, to be able to breathe. Like so many people don't remember the breathe. We are going to have exercises actually. So we're going to be in the sauna and then we're going to go inside the river and just lay in the river. And that's cold, it's like three degrees. And just laying there and breathe yourself through it. That's insane. (laughs) It's insane. It is. But I have been doing this for a year now. And I, I was like one second down, screaming and running up again. Like this is awful. Now I can lay there even with snow surrounding me. No. Yes, I can lay there for so many minutes just breathing. So it's all about the mind and the head and how to overcome your fears and how to find that strength. And so I really want to do this uh, workshop more like, uh, it's just, it's not only how to expose a good picture, it's, um, it's everything. What kind of energy you have, uh, what your fear is, what, what can we do to get rid of the different fears. Now, I think this will be a brilliant uh, weekend. And of course, just being in these surroundings is healing in itself. And I think it's nice because it will be coming people from all around the world. Because since my followers are from around the world now, it's nice to know that so many people want to come and visit us. Because I, I was pl- supposed to, to share everything from the trip, right? And suddenly after six weeks, all my followers just had to see what's going on on the farm. <laughs> 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 but actually, people thought it was interesting, us building the van and us building a sauna by the river. And uh, so we have just been sharing everything. And uh, people think it's interesting, so we will just keep on sharing.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's really nice. I have to ask though, since I've never ever, I don't know anything. The only birth I've been a part of <laughs> was my own. So how how does it work when you're a birth photographer? Like, what do you do? You just like stand in a corner and document, or how would you teach your birth photographers to do things? Is it to be kind of like hands on, like you are? Or <laughs> I always say, never be like me. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. no, if you're going to be a photographer,
1: you should be in the corner, like the fly on the wall, right? Just be as small as possible. And you have to be a good photographer. That's number one. If you f- f- funnel around and don't know which shutter or focus or you have problems with the camera, then you are not. shouldn't be inside a birthing room. And you shouldn't take 100 pictures after each other like a press fo- photographer. That's the funny thing. There's many many women during the year has like, if they don't hear my clicking sound, I have like click, I take take one or two pictures when I see a nice image and then I put my camera down because I know that this sound is irritating. Click, click. I know that there is now new cameras that don't make this sound, but I love my cameras. (laughs) I don't think I can choose it away. But uh, sometimes I can hear, I can see the women opening their eyes. Where is Eva? I haven't heard this click in a while. (laughs) And there i just sitting there in the background. And uh, the thing is, this actually sounds a little bit strange, but uh, this is something I often do. I bring a book or I sit with my phone. Because when you are in a birthing room at the hospital, especially where it's a small space, and you just sit in a chair watching the woman, it's annoying. I would never be looked at that way. So as many times I just sit there on my phone or uh, on my book, but I'm always like have a half eye up there to see the picture. And then I just bring my camera and and I take this one picture. Uh, But to know what you're doing with the technology is very important because I've been, as as I said, I've been taking pictures of everything my whole entire life. But the worst thing to photograph is buff. because you never know where you can stand Suddenly a midwife come and stand in the way, then you have to move around and then a doctor come and stand in the way and you have to move around as well. And then suddenly the, the lighting is completely off because the, you have the light from the other side straight in the camera, but it's the only place you can stay. It's like, you never know what, what you can work with. And the thing is that the oxytocin, the hormone in our body works so much better when it's dark. So as dark as possible. So one of the first thing I always do as a doula when I come into the birth room is take away all the lights and we bring up some candle lights or whatever is legal at the hospital. Sometimes I bring like the small uh, light change that gives a very beautiful light, but uh, it's difficult. So I, I have to push my ESO up so much. I always have the lowest focus. Yeah. I always know what to do, but I know that so many photographers are struggling inside the birthing suite and suddenly, when the babies come, you have like two seconds on that movement, right? But when you have bad lights and you want to have the first meeting of the baby and the mom and you have a horrible light, what to do? And you shouldn't be using flash inside the birthing room, right? So it's a lot of luck. And a lot of uh, knowledge as well, because I have some light that I can move around. But you can't have light directly on your birthing woman because then it will affect her. And so the best thing is actually to have a water birth, because there I have a secret. <laughs> I found a secret tool, and that is actually it's a small light, light a lume cube. Mm. I think yeah, it's called I have one of those. a lume cube. Mm-hmm. Is, yes, and that can uh, you can do it, have it in water. Yes, it can be in water and you can have filter on it. You can have the warm filter if you want to. So I put it inside the water. And the beautiful light that you will get through the water and up to the birthing woman. Oh, it's so beautiful. So uh, this was a couple of years ago. I realized that that was a possibility because it was so difficult. Uh, Like home birth or the ABC units where I have the most beautiful birth. is always too little light. And that's... One of the reasons why my f- pictures are in black and white, too, and it's not only the, the reason, but um, some of the reason is that blood and stuff can be too much for people. So, in black and white, uh, it's, it just looks nicer. And uh, as I said, I was born in the dark room with my <laughs> grandfather. Te- he taught me everything I knew about making the black and white pictures. And so, it's just been staying with me. So I'm trying to keep them as black and white as possible. But
0: sometimes you need colors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I see that every once in a while you have one, one pop of color, yeah.
1: I know, I just have to. But I have a colleague in, uh, in the UK, uh, South Wales birth photographer. She's amazing. And, um, but she, she is so true to herself. Only black and white. No matter what, only black and white. Oh, I respect her so much. But I said to her, I can't. There are some pictures we just have to have in colors. <laughs> so but it, makes it, it makes it a bit easier because in black and white you can uh, do more. And I love the fact. And when people want to listen, look at my picture, I know that if it's a black and white, that will stand, stand there some seconds more than if it was a color picture.
0: They need that extra time to fully understand what's going on in the Mm. picture. Yeah. So you've been doing this for such a long time. Do you have some mistakes that you've made that you've really learned from that you can share? But that's so many.
1: (laughs) Giving away pictures for free
0: is maybe not a good
1: thing if you do it for 20 years. (laughs) <laughs> the, the thing is, it's that uh, what's bothering m- the most is not that I've been giving away pictures, but that others that I've been giving away pictures to are actually earning money on my pictures, and I'm not. So that was when I started to say that, okay, now it's enough. Because the thing is, pricing a birth is horrible, I just have to say it. because. As you said, in a in a wedding, you are you know exactly how many hours. Maybe twelve, ten, twelve hours. You're going to be there. You can get maybe I, I had like twenty five thousand or something, uh, Norwegian krone, uh, for a wedding, and uh, I, I I charge still less for a birth. Is twenty two, but uh, what, people have problem with. Looking at the value, knowing that, okay, they can see that it's a lot of work standing on standby and everything. But it's like, yeah, but do we really need pictures of this? (laughs) Maybe I give birth so fast that it's just... There's so many excuses. And the difficult thing is actually to get the partner on board. Yeah. I would say almost 90% of the birth who won't go through is because of the partner. They don't want to have a stranger there with a camera. But that's funny, because after 220 births, everyone, with no exceptions, are so happy for me being there. The most beautiful messages is actually from the partners, saying that it was so nice for me to be there, uh, that they could have me to ask questions, and they can have me there. Sometimes uh, birth can be boring as well. It can take so long time and just be able to talk to someone else for a change, and <laughs> so I People ask me about everything and I can be a psychologist in, in between sometimes. And so uh, it's just, it's a very strange work. It is. <laughs> I should have a better homepage. There's so many things I should be doing, but I don't use time processing it because I have enough work, so I don't care. It's like I have to use my time where uh, I, I want to use the time and sitting on Instagram. Oh my God hundreds, thousands of hours sitting there uh, writing back to all these uh, different kinds of followers with all these different kinds of things they're wondering about, not earning a single penny on it. But that's my fault as well, because I get proportions every day. Oh, can you, can you be like the influencer and uh, sell things and uh, the gift code? And I said no to everything. And there's so many people around me saying, oh my God, Eva, you are so stupid. <laughs> and the same with like uh, all these competitions. There are competitions everywhere. I would be a world-known photographer if I wanted to join all these uh, different com- competitions. But I never do it because I think it's annoying that I have to pay to <laughs> to, to be in this competition. Uh, but you know, all these photographers, world renowned best photographer of the year and everything... I think that I could have many awards if I just wanted, if I just did it. So I'm a little bit sad that I didn't do it. Uh, I can still try and continue in a better way. So join competitions, try and get the name out there. I I managed to do it anyway because uh, my content was so special. But uh, yeah, and get enough
0: money. I would say though, where... For example, that you turn down uh, your opportunities of like posting the codes and (laughs) selling this and that. I would say that only strengthens your brand though. So I would definitely not say that's a mistake because you're so true to yourself that that's that's just a good thing. That's nice to hear because there's so many people say that I'm crazy. But the
1: thing is people I love following on Instagram who become these kind of influencers who keep on selling stuff and uh, it can be all these kind of stupid things they keep on pushing everywhere, and I'm like, I loved following this person, but now I don't anymore because it's just commercial, commercial everywhere. And I want to, I want people to come to my Instagram to see birth and to see our life. And uh, so I will keep on doing that for a while until I get a proposal I can't say no to. But uh, now I'm just, uh, I think it's nice that you say that. Uh, that it strengthened
0: me because I've been thinking a long time that I'm just stupid no. but uh I will earn my money yeah because if something sh- shows up that's like completely in line with your values then I'm sure you're gonna feel it and be like yeah this is something that I believe in this is something that I feel is is good and you're gonna have your own workshops and you have your book and everything so you do have things to promote so it's yeah I think it's just a good thing thank you
1: Rather than that, I don't know if I did any mistakes. I just follow my heart, using my intuition, doing what I love. And uh, I think that that's the most important
0: thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. And also when you've been doing this, you're bound to have come across other photographers that are doing things that you think like, that's definitely not a good idea. Do you have anything that so you can share that you, you can say like, these are general mistakes that other photographers are making? Pricing themselves too low, just because uh, so many people want to try this
1: kind of work, because it is amazing. Well, let's be honest. Uh, sometimes I'm thinking myself that I can actually pay to be inside a birth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the thought that I'm going to get money from it is just incredible. So, um, But uh, getting enough payment is, is important because I was, I was charging half of this just uh, three, four years ago. And suddenly I just doubled my payment, but still I get work. And now I actually have a package that you can have both the pregnancy shoot, you can have the birth pictures, you can have the postpartum, the newborn shoot and my doula service and everything. And then it's 70,000 Mm.
0: And
1: I already had one customer who, who paid that. And uh, so it's possible. And then I know for sure, okay, I'm going to be there for her, her pregnancy and afterwards, and I'm there anyway. But they will get so many beautiful pictures of everything. And uh, the last customer I had who booked this, she
0: was so happy with everything. Oh, I'm happy. Yeah, I think we can often underestimate The amounts that people are willing to pay, like we ourselves as photographers, we think that no one will pay for this and we decide that we have to put our prices down without really it being necessary. Like we, it's possible to make a living from being a photographer if we want to. Mm, It's true. Mm -hmm. If the person who's listening right now is interested in being a birth photographer, what can they do right now to get to the next step of that?
1: The thing I actually say to people then, and this is funny because it's working for free, (laughs) but I always say that uh, advertise on Facebook or Instagram or whatever and use my picture if you want to. Uh, Many people have used my pictures to to share and say, do you want these kind of pictures for your birth? Uh, I want to try this. I'm new, but uh, if you want, I can attend a birth for free just one time to see what it's all about. And after that time... You either get scared away or you just love it. I think it's, I think it's one of the two. So uh, just, just try to be in, in this setting. And uh, if, you're, if you're not going to get paid, it's not, you know, the feeling you get when you, you have to, to give something, you have to do a good job. If it's for free, you know that everything is just a bonus. <laughs> so just try. If it's someone you know, that could be wonderful as well or if it's uh, through your Instagram to see if somebody around your network can want these kind of pictures. And we love pic- things for free. So usually people actually get the possibility to try, try it out to see if if it is something for them. Because if you are nerve wreck in the beginning, you will definitely become one <laughs> after trying to be a bird photographer. But at the same time, If you are a chill person, you can go a little bit more with the flow and you have uh, the freedom in your life to not have everything like super strict, then this is the best job in the world. Because imagine just being there with your camera in this setting when a baby comes into the world. It's like, (laughs) I have no words. I love it just as much as I did 20 years ago. And I never get bored of it. I get so bored of the waiting. I hate the waiting. But as soon as the phone rings, all the waiting is forgotten.
0: Oh, that's you've really found your place in the world.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have. <laughs> and I will, I will continue this for the rest of my life. I know for sure. I live now in a small place in the middle of the country and people around me here is like, What? <laughs> Pictures of birth? Are you crazy? <laughs> because if you live in the capital, what I've been doing for the last years, at least, like it's much more uh, easy to, to sell th- these kind of things there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But tear up, nobody wants it <laughs> yet. But I'm pushing it out there. I'm pushing it out there because this is my new home now and I can't be in a place where nobody wants my birth photography.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So, what would you recommend doing to build a sustainable business? Just be 100% sure
1: that you do what you love. And uh, if you are true with yourself, well, that, I think you can do everything just to make the business continue to be a place that you will enjoy yourself. Because it can be good in the beginning, but uh, to have something that can last is uh, important. So you just have to build one brick at a time and see what works for you. Because we are all different and we have different ways of seeing everything so just know that you do this for your passion and not because somebody else is saying that you
0: should do it mm, yeah absolutely yeah perfect so where can the listener go to keep learning from you um they can go to my instagram eva rose birth
1: or they can go to my youtube channel there is more like the long birth movies it's the eva rose birth there as well oh nice and, and look at the birth of perry i'm so proud of that that was Our first YouTube movie, and uh, it's been seen three million times. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this has been uh, used as uh, education all around the world, on hospitals and everywhere. And I think it's so nice because it's my sister, and she's giving birth to her first baby on the most incredible way. And it's so nice to see how you can give birth if you are prepared you know about your not rights and you giving birth where you feel safe.
0: Mm. And it was your sister that you uh, saw getting, getting birth. Getting birth, yes. When I was seven, it's the same. So Sarah, so
1: I really hope that one day when Purdy, the one who was born, my niece, I really hope that one day I will follow Purdy's birth as
0: well. Oh, that's so nice
1: that would be amazing I, I don't, <laughs> if I'm 90 years old I don't care I will still come with my crutches and I will do the shoot
0: <laughs> that's perfect thank you I will definitely link to your Instagram and your YouTube in the show notes so that you're easy to find there thank you so much thanks for listening to Sustainable Photography head over to Instagram at Ingvild to tell me what you want future episodes to be all about check out the show notes over at ingvillkolnes.com slash podcast. You can learn more about the sustainable photography program and sign up for the waitlist there. To get more of this content, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Your support makes all the difference. Talk soon.